Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, this is Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News. I'm so thrilled that you're all here with me for this next episode. You all came back to listen to some more good news. You guys are so awesome. All your support is what keeps me going. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing strong every single week. Welcome to podcast number 25. You guys, I'm super, super excited about this episode today. It's very special. It is close to my heart. It's been a long time coming, and I've been promising that this episode would come, and here it is. Meet my mother, my mom. She's also a grandmother. She's known in our house as Nani. She's my mom. Welcome to the podcast, Mary Bradley. Hi, Mom. Are you excited to be here? Well, yeah, this is really, I'm so proud of this podcast scene around here. Oh. And all these people that work for you that help you with it. I, well, it takes a village, doesn't it? Oh, God. But yeah, You've got this equipment exciting? all over the dining room table. <laughs> I mean, we couldn't even have Christmas Eve here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of stuff here in the, in the dining room, right? God, yes. So we're so excited to have you. I've been thinking about this for a long time. We've been talking about you on the podcast a few times with all of your good advice and all of your lessons. So we wanted to share it with everyone now. So... In March, you turned 80, which is a huge milestone, right? And we had, it was like birthday palooza, right? We had so many fun parties and it was great. Well, we like parties in our We do like parties. We're really party animals, but turning 80 was very scary because you just don't know what's ahead. And I don't, see, the problem is I don't look 80 because I still have brown hair. So everybody thinks I'm 60, but I'm really like 40 inside, but. You know, they say, what's your birth date? And I say, 3138. 1938. Yeah, 1938. That's 80. Yeah. So I don't know what's ahead. I really don't. It's really scary because I'm in good health. Well, that's good news. But whatever. Right. But whatever. you live You live every day to the to its fullest. Yeah, I now do. That you're I 80. do. I right. do. And I'm having a dinner party tonight for nine people going to a dance and dancing for two hours. So that's good. You're tomorrow, good about moving your body every uh, tomorrow, day. Tomorrow, right? I don't know if I'll be able to make it to church. I'll probably have a huge, uh, not a hangover because I only drink one drink a night. Um, <laughs> you're just going to be tired. I'm going to be tired. Yeah, because you're 80. Yeah, yeah. And then I have another party to go to tomorrow night. We love parties oh in our gosh, family and we have a lot man. of friends a well, maybe lot this of is friends what, maybe this is what keeps you young so you tell us have a little lot. bit about your childhood you're a midwesterner even though now you live in connecticut yeah. but you really are a true midwesterner yeah, you're I'm a proud the, st louis girl yeah, six uh six generations of st louis very proud of it yep very wonderful family they were all they all had fine reputations yeah uh and then my father went went into the second world war because in those days, you had to have graduated from a four-year college to get into the Navy as a lieutenant. And my father was graduated from Harvard. Oh, can you imagine graduating from Harvard? He loved Harvard. He loved Harvard. Uh, class of 27. Never forgot it. Uh, so off we went into the Navy with my father as a lieutenant and my sister and my mother and me. And we went from naval base to naval base, and my mother got tired of moving around with two young children. Because when we started this, I was like four. 
mm-hmm. and you know two young children moving around from base to base fighting yeah, a war hard. so we were very lucky and we had a beach house on the ocean in Santa Barbara you know Montecito California California ah yep. uh, well we moved there boy was that divine and every night my mother would her mother lived there and every night she'd go up there and have dinner with Babu her second husband, and he was real dreamy. They'd have a good time. And then I would be fed enchiladas for dinner because that's what you ate in California. And and we'd just be on the beach all the time. I went to school there. I went horseback riding on the beach. Oh, it was heavenly. And then one day the war ended. Oh, my word, it was a big day. I remember it very well. And um, so at age, so you moved back to seven, St. Louis. Yeah, when I was seven, we moved to St. Louis. Back moved back there. to St. Louis. Yeah, and, and my father bought a house, and he always was fighting with my grandmother because she had lots of gardens. But he'd go up and snatch a lemon or a lime for his evening drink, and she'd have a fit. Why would she care? Well, one lemon was gone. Oh, it was hysterical. She was divine lady he was a rocket scientist football player you know the whole that was a riot to witness all of that so he bought a house in Ladue and my grandmother thought it was terrible house because it was my father bought it and he picked it out and he went to work for A.G. Edwards and soon thereafter he started the municipal bond department and he became a partner at A.G. Edwards and, oh, A.G. Edwards, it was a great place. And then he, he had a, a box in Sportsman's Park, you know, for the St. Louis Cardinals. The baseball team. The baseball team. Yeah. And he would go You're a there. proud Cardinals fan. Yeah. And he would um, invite some, you know, municipal bond dealers. That we call them muni bond dealers. And he would invite some to come with him, and there'd be an extra seat. So he always brought me along. I play ball. Man, I was always playing ball. Did I ever love those Cardinals? And I still do. Yeah, still And my love children them. have to know. I have all these ball, you know, sign balls from Stan Musial, George H.W. Bush, Joe DiMaggio. All these baseball players are in my storage unit of my apartment now. So don't, <laughs> don't for- go rob us. <laughs> Don't don't forget them. <laughs> oh, we love those St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, they. I, and well, that's very Saint. If you're from St. Louis, you're just yeah. you're just born into. Yeah, the Cardinals. you really are. You really Cardinals are. Nation. Yeah, yeah, you are really a fan. You of like the bleed, Cardinals. You bleed red until you die. You're just mm-hmm. real Cardinals. Yeah, I'm, I wear it proudly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, you're, when your dad got sick, you were living at home. You were young, right? You were in your yeah. early 20s. Your dad got sick. Cancer. Yeah. Real bad. And you were living at home. Yeah. Yeah, I worked. And you at, would t- uh, help take care of him. Oh, yeah. I wanted to move to New York. But he said, it's so nice to have a little youth come into the house each night. And I was going to a psychiatrist once a week because it was so difficult seeing him dying. And he did, it took him two years to die from cancer. Oh, it was ghastly. Very sad. But he was a divine person and much loved by all the men. He was a real man's man, captain of the football team and the whole scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you had a great job, though, when you were taking care of him, too. Oh, you had a great job that you loved in yeah, public I, television. Oh, it was a marvelous job. And you job. always told me that was your favorite job of all time that you yep. ever had. Yep. It was. Just, I wonder if that's why I got into television. Do you ever think about that weird connection? Probably. And one right? of the people I played bridge with, she, her husband was 
he was a, a residential doctor one half a block from where I was working at Washington University at the same time. And now we're very good friends. She's 88. I, God, I hope I never make it to 88. Oh, my They're, gosh. Are all you hell funny? breaks loose. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, so then you end up, you did move to New York. Yep. And so now we want to talk about your love story with dad. Yeah. Right? Yep. With yep. Charlie Bradley, Charlie our wonderful Bradley. father. I was the last one in my class to get married. Yeah, but so how did you I and think dad meet? I think it's very important to marry later in life than early. Yeah, I, that's very good advice, you all, whoever's listening to me. Don't rush into it, because I had about three or four boyfriends that would have been a disaster. But my mother would always, ah, she'd interfere with it and be rude to the men, and they'd flee. So that was real good, very important. So uh, how did you and Dad meet? Okay, I went, I was working in New York, raising money once again. That was my line of work, Good, good career. Um, fundraising and development. Fundraising. Yeah. Um, and so I went to see this friend of mine, close friends that I grew up with in St. Louis. They were going on the Leonardo da Vinci to Europe on their honeymoon. So That's went, a boat. That was a big... boat. I wanted to go see them all. Cruise off. ship. Yeah. In those days, they had parties, you know, uh, when you'd sail. So... Like a bon voyage party, Yeah, bon mean? voyage party, yeah. At the dock? <clears throat> yeah, at the dock. Yeah, at the dock. It was 96 degrees that day, and I couldn't find my friends. And all of a sudden, like two hours later, I saw my friends, and the captain was saying, all ashore, who's going ashore? I thought, my God, I've missed them. Well, anyway, I said to my friend, who was that adorable blonde boy? And she said, don't you know our friend Charlie Bradley? I said, no. So she introduced us. Voila. Then he said to me, are you married? I said, no. So we went off and just partied all day and had fun, got to know each other, fell in love, the whole scene for eight hours. It was so fun. Blue eyes, blonde hair. You know, his background was like mine. He went to boarding school. He went to college. We had a lot of the same friends. We were the same age. He went to UVA law school. I thought, this guy's a keeper. So one thing led to another. He came to visit me in Bayhead, New Jersey, at my mother's house. My mother fell in love with him, too. So, yeah, so that was just really good. You know, we wanted two children and no more and da-da-da-da-da. Well, because he was from two and you were from two. Yeah, and also, um, it was like being married to an encyclopedia because he was brilliant and I wasn't. Mm -hmm. oh, and that was such a help. To be, I mean, I miss him so much. I have to look in the, I have to Google all these questions now because he's not there to ask. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, so he's, he is fine. And Tyler Bradley told me today that the day. Tyler is your son, Tyler my brother, my amazing son. brother. Yeah, I have two divine children. I'm very, very lucky. And they all live nearby. And they don't live in California or somewhere that would be too far to go. So what did Tyler say? Uh, Tyler said, oh, Mom, do you know that today George H.W. Bush died? Also, Papa Lou died today. That's Dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's Dad. So that's Do you think about Dad all the time? Yeah. 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 So anyway. And you miss um, him. Yeah, we miss him. Yeah. So, and I do. But we think about all the good stuff he taught us, right? He taught us so much. I feel like he's still teaching us things. And he's he, definitely guiding me and Tyler. I know that. He, he's watching over us. He really talks us. to Tyler a lot because yeah. Tyler's in real estate. And so and so is Charlie Clark, Charlie Bradley. <laughs> There's too many Charlies I here. Know. That's why I call him Charlie Clark. Uh, Charlie Bradley. 
um, was in real estate, and that's yeah, in, in real Tyler's estate, too. and that's he keeps talking to Tyler. But anyway, um, so what was it like to move to Connecticut as a Midwesterner? So you and Dad fell fall in love, and he's from Connecticut. So guess what? You're moving to Connecticut. Yeah, and he had a job at a law firm, so off I came to Connecticut. Yep, and you're well, the Midwesterner. Well, so what ghastly, was that like? Ghastly. Nobody's friendly here. I'm friendly. Hi, you all. Can't you hear that I'm friendly? I mean, it really was. <laughs> you really are a Midwesterner, I aren't really you? I really am. I really am. Plus, everybody at in New Haven, Connecticut, had a PhD, but not me. Ah, oh, it was well. Awful. So the first year was hard, but so what did you do? You made a lot of friends. That's what you I did. I volunteered. Yeah, and you made I, a lot of friends. You met a lot of people. Yeah, I volunteered. Right, I volunteered, and that was a godsend. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's your best advice about marriage? What's one Cons- of the things I would say? Uh, consideration of the other person. Can be considerate of the of the, of your spouse, of yep. your partner. Yep. Always think of them. Yep. That's good advice. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I think that's really important too. And what was your approach with dad? I mean, you both wanted two kids, so you had your two children. So what was your approach to raising your two kids? I don't know. We worked hard at it. We worked hard, but I can't remember anything about it. And I think my children go crazy thinking that I can't remember. Well, I I mean I. Yeah, I trained them a lot. I talked to them a lot about how to behave and what to do and hard work and read books and all this stuff. It's all paid off, but I can't remember anything about it. And, and Well, you and Dad were a team. Yeah, we were a team. And, of course, you co-parented when, very when well. you hear this podcast, you're going to think, well, it's going to be hard to raise children, but you won't remember any of it. <laughs> it's all a little bit of a fog, right? <laughs> I know. People ask me that, too, about, you know, what was it like with your when you had babies? And I said, well, it was kind of a fog. I don't remember a lot of it because I was so tired. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. It's hard. Well, so let's talk about some of the lessons from your mom because some um, of these you've, in, you've, you've sort of <laughs> – you sound like a broken record to me and Tyler – but a lot of these things came from your mother, yeah. and I never knew her, which I'm so sad about because you talk about how amazing she was and how much you loved her. You yeah. had a great relationship with her, and yeah. she was a wonderful woman. But I never knew her, but she was known as Nana, right, because Tyler knew her. Tyler knew her a little bit before she passed away. But what lessons and advice did she pass on to you that you want to um, we'll see, pass on to we'll everyone see. today? Uh, she was born in 1908. 1908. Yeah, 1908. Yep. And, and she graduated from St. Timothy's School. And back in those days, when you were old or young, whatever, you didn't go to college because nice girls didn't go to college. So she went to New York and, li- and was a volunteer at Christodora House. It was, for, it was a settlement house for immigrants from foreign ports. And she got so engrossed in it as a volunteer that she came back to St. Louis and enrolled at the Washington University School of Social Work. It's called the George Warren Brown School of Social Work. It's number one in social work in America. And she loved that college. She loved that. And she learned so much, she was always passing on her words of wisdom to my sister and me. Well, here's some of the things she used to always say. Yeah, now, we want to hear and them. Now my These cho- are good. Everyone and my, should get out a piece of paper and a pen. And, and now my children all say it. 
And now <laughs> These are all our expressions. And now I think Dan's going to start singing, and so is Bobby. Dan and Bobby are our amazing <laughs> podcast interns. Okay, let's hear them. Anyway, never accept a party at a party. Never accept a party at a party. I like that. And nothing good ever happens after midnight. Oh my word! Is that funny? <gasps> you know, How the, uh, we learned about that? All we uh, you talked word? about that all the well, time. Oh, I mean, don't you hear these radio broadcasts the next day? Oh, that car wreck where everyone died was two a.m. Well, they didn't listen to Nana. Yeah, bad stuff okay. happens after midnight. Yeah. Okay. Now, don't be the last to leave the party. If you don't ask, you don't get. Oh, I love that one. So many people are afraid to ask, and I teach that at Berkshire School, how to ask. Because you help fundraise for the yeah, school I where do. I went. I help yeah. fundraise. So if you don't there. ask, you don't get. Yeah, it's very good. Yep, you got to yeah. speak up oh, and I ask. Know. you got you got to speak up. I think laughter is divine. Laughter is the greatest medicine, and moderation. And Moderation. Oh, oh you always talked about moderation. Mm. Just everything, power, everything power in moderation. Power of positive thinking. Power of positive thinking. Yeah. I love that. You did teach that to me and Tyler, just always about yeah. being enthusiastic. Yeah, he just loves positive thinking. Well, this is something your mom taught you. What, yeah, else, what right. else did she teach you? Do what you love. Do what you love. You mean for work? Yeah. Do something you're Do what passionate you love about. Or even, or even, or even volunteer work. Mm -hmm. Do things that you love. It's so important. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say have friends, friends from all walks of life. I mean, I have friends that are homeless. I have billionaire finance friends. It's just a mixed bag in my life. I love them all. Uh, yeah. Very important. What about this one? You always told us this one. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Yeah, right. I tell that to people in real life, and they get so upset. Right, but, but it's true, right? <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, yeah, just right. zip mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I love all those. Thanks Thanks yeah. for passing yeah. those on. Uh, my mother would also say, very important to listen a lot. She had a million friends because she listened to people and their problems. So she was a good listener. Yeah, very important. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about how you've always worked, Mom. Growing up, I never really knew anything different than both of my parents working. Mm -hmm. So what's your advice about having a job and working? If, you ha if you're married to the right person, that person will, will back you up and say, yeah, you're going to be great at this job. Get this job. Yeah, and yeah. support you. And he was a big help with that. Oh, Dad was. Yeah, at, yeah. At, especially at Quinnipiac College that's now a university. And oh, because you worked at Quinnipiac College. I did. Yeah, it's now a lot of people know about Quinnipiac because of the poll. Yeah, the poll. Yeah, but when you were working there, it was just oh, a small. We didn't college. even have an annual fund, and you started that. Yeah, we yep. started a reunion giving, and I learned all about reunion giving from my father from Harvard. His twenty mm -hmm. fifth reunion, he would say, would be the greatest reunion of your life. Mm -hmm. I started the reunion giving at Quinnipiac. And brought a lot of important people there. It was It's a lovely, lovely place now. Right. I well, I'm just glad that you taught me and Tyler about, yeah. about working and having a job. And even when you're a mother, you know, it's important to have... The, I, I love having my children, and that's my most important job. But I yeah. also love having other jobs. I know. I think it's really good. So mm -hmm. you definitely taught us that. So let's dive into something that's really topical here, mom, because right now we're in the middle of the holidays, right? We're coming up on Christmas and you're very passionate about giving back and helping others. And I think that's a big part of you. So I want to talk about this weekly luncheon that you started for a group of homeless people in New Haven, Connecticut at your church. 
and you organize this lunch every week and you feed now, I think over a hundred homeless people. Mm -hmm. So how did this all come about? Because I think a lot of people should learn about this. Mm -hmm. It's so important to mm -hmm. give back and you do well, it. There's this wonderful guy named James Thomas and he's the head sexton at Trinity Church. And he was homeless for eight years, but then somebody discovered him and, and, and helped him, gave him a shower, gave him breakfast, and gave him a roof over his head. And now he's a whole new person. So he, he has this job at Trinity, yeah, and you and, met him. Yeah, and I met him because I had to have somebody take stuff out of the trunk of my car that I was donated at the silent auction. And so I said, well, who are you? What do you do here? And he said, well, I'm the spiritual fellowship outreach minister, and I help 10 homeless people every Tuesday, and I, I give them group therapy. And I said, well, what time is this? He said, 12 noon. I said, well, in our family, I always say, do you need lunch? And I said to him. <laughs> You're well, always worrying about everyone's meals, Mom. <laughs> right? I said, so you said, I do said, these 10 homeless people who do therapy, do they need lunch? Yeah, do they need lunch? And he said, oh, that would be great. So off I was running. There it was two years ago. Uh, and every Tuesday at 12 o'clock, I'd arrive there with my sandwiches. Well, now it's 100 people and have a lot of friends in New Haven who've all asked to help. So now the whole committee has turned into 15 people. Um, it's very amazing. And even Shake Shack helps us sometimes because they believe in it so much. And now Taco Bell wants to help. Uh, you know, they all want to help yeah. these people. And, and so we also nice. have three, three people from Columbus House, the homeless shelter, that are there in case there are new people that, that, you know, apply for a place to live. It's very satisfying. It's very satisfying because I have such a good fortune in life that I don't have all, all these problems that I want to help them. And I think I'll be doing that with my friend James Thomas forever yep. till I die. Right. And well, so why do you think it's so important to volunteer and have that sense of purpose? Well, I think when 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 you're 80 years old, you need to do a lot of things. And one thing that's very good for you is volunteering. It helps others, and you need to do that. Uh, you also need to exercise. You need to know bridge, all these good things when you're 80. And this is why I'm teaching my grandchild. He's 10. I'm teaching him how to play bridge. So when he gets old like me, he'll know how to play bridge. He can go to the Yale Club in New York and play bridge. He'll love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, so everyone can should be volunteering yeah, and giving back, thing. especially yeah, around the holidays, right? Yeah, yeah it's just an important thing to do if you have everything. Mm -hmm. we, buy, we pay for our food. We don't ask for any reimbursement. We buy, we buy our food, make it, put it out on the counter. Yeah, right, the whole and then thing. I know. Well, I went once um, last summer with you, and I brought my children because I thought it was a good lesson for them to see that others don't have as much as we have. And they, Charlie definitely understood what was going on. Um, Blaine, I'm not sure she understood because she was too little, but Charlie definitely realized that it was important to give back to those that are less fortunate. So you definitely, you definitely passed along that lesson. Well, well to the also kids. this year, Tuesday is on Chris, is Christmas Day. So I've, I've said to Blaine, she's my eight year old granddaughter. She gives me makeup and stuff. She's just great. Um, anyway, I said, you know, it would be good to go to James's, um, 
group on Christmas Day and give them lunch. They would love that, and mm-hmm. it would be a good experience for our family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah, that's and, a good and idea. so would James Thomas love that. Yeah, well, but, we love James. Yeah, we love James. He's so let's one, talk he's about... He's one of my best friends. Oh, I know. He's, he's amazing, and he's doing such good work in New Haven at your church, Trinity Church, where I got married. Love that place. Um, here's something that you love, Mom. We talked about this a little bit, but friendships, right? You always say that you collect friends. You love all your friends. But why do you think it's so good to have friends of all different ages? I mean, I feel like you have friends that are like, you know, 21, and then you have friends that are like, you know, older than you. I feel like you kind of have this cross-section. Yeah, well, see, I'm having a dinner party tonight for nine people before a dance. And everyone that's coming is younger than me, which is good. Because I don't want to be around a bunch of old people with, with white hair and all that scene. No, it's not my style. But I do. I have one bridge group where everybody's 87. I take a lot of classes for old people, like how to step. You know, when you stand up from a, on a chair, when you get up from a chair, you've got to count to 10 before you start walking so then you don't lose your balance. And then they teach me how to walk down the stairs the first step is difficult, and the bottom step is difficult. And then they told me to do Tai Chi. So I do Tai Chi in Florida. And chair yoga you like, too. I like chair yoga. Mm-hmm. I do um, jazz and uh, hip-hop dance, uh, chair yoga, yeah. And I do Tai Chi, but only for 20 minutes because it's exhausting, and I have to sit down. Oh, my word. But it, ca- you it helps you keep months? your balance. Yeah, that's These good. are all things you need to learn when... When you're older, mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to fall, and these falls are ghastly. You don't want to fall; it's the beginning of the end. Well, so with the friends, I feel like you learn from all your friends, whether they're thirty or whether they're ninety. 90. You know, you have a good broad spectrum, and I think that's really mm-hmm. awesome. So, I, also, I like to say, in life, it's very important to keep in touch with your friends. I call it the care and feeding of friendship. Because you have to keep in touch with them. Otherwise, you're not going to see them. You're not going to see them when you need them. I mean, you know, like when you retire and you want to go to Florida, you go where your friends are. It's good to treasure those friendships. And it I does. Do. Yeah, it is good to stay yeah. in touch with them. I oh, agree. Yeah. So what's it like for you, Mom, to be a grandmother? You have three amazing grandchildren, so you're so lucky. But what's it like for you? I think it's divine. They're all great. And I love Bobby. He's like a grandchild, too. Oh, my word. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you have oh, three grandchildren, yeah. and you feel... And that's just enough. I don't want any more. But one thing we do... <laughs> well, that, that's good, because we're all done having babies. No. Not but one thing I do do with them, which is so good and so important, um, we have a lot of family silver. So in the month of December, the two my two grandchildren in East Norwalk, I come down here and we all polish silver getting ready for Christmas. And then I tell them the historic... The story. You tell them the stories. The stories. Of your family. Of backing the the silver. So they learn a lot about the family, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important to talk about the family stories. Oh, yeah, because we have have very interesting um, stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, that is good. Yeah. But you love being a grandmother. I do. It's really divine, as you can imagine. I love to go shopping with Blaine. Oh, my word. And now she tells me that Nordstrom is opening in a few months. Oh, yeah. It's coming to Norwalk. And, and We're so, so excited. I, We're getting a mall. So you and Blaine could be mall rats together. I'm a mall rats. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys can go walk around the so, mall. So we're not going to be going to Home Goods anymore. Yeah, you're yeah, going to have to yeah, upgrade to, yeah, Nordstrom's we're going to Nordstrom's at the new mall. I've never even been to Nordstrom, so it'll be a whole new adventure. Yeah. I like to shop in Great Barrington, Mass, or Naples, Florida myself. Oh, my gosh. Are you funny nuns? Okay, so what's your best advice for the next generation? Speaking of grandchildren, what's your best advice mm. for the next generation? Moderation. Be kind to people. Be nice. Learn a lot. Learn. Keep listening. Boy, you learn a lot. You know, it's so important to listen. I have this, these f- friends of mine that I listen to, and now I've invested in their company's startup company. And to be 80 years old, invested in a startup company, is about as fascinating as you could ever mm-hmm. imagine. So but I never would have had that opportunity if, if I hadn't didn't listen. listened to yeah. everything they said all the time. And these boys are brilliant. You know, Harvard, Yale. Right. You know, everything you want. Yep. Fair. And I pray for those boys every day because God and I are good friends. God takes care of me. Yeah. What about work ethic? I feel like that's something you really instilled in me and Tyler. I mean, we both hustle all the time. So what do you, what do you think? What's your advice on hard work? Very important. Do, I would say do what you love. Don't take a job that you don't like. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a career in fundraising, but I always took a job that I loved. You sort of change your job in fundraising every five years because you get bored of all the alumni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so, um, but every job I had was a place that I love raising the money for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were passionate about it. Yeah, that oh, yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. good. All right, now, final question, Nani, because you're 80, and you, um, we finally got you an iPhone. So what's your favorite thing about the iPhone? Texting. Taking I, yeah, pictures. I have no idea. I think it's divine. I love the iPhone. It's a great invention. I, the be- best invention of all was the founder of the, of the iPhone. I invested in his company, oh, in and Apple. that's what I love the most. Yeah. <laughs> but you do love the iPhone, right? I do. Yeah. It I took do. a while for you, but you... You love it now. I've taken lots of classes. Take classes. She even learned how to use Uber. I well, no, I have Uber. I have Uber Eats, so I'm all set for whatever happens. Oh my word! And I don't want to go to an old folks' home where everyone's old and I'm not. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tyler and I will be all over that, Mom. Okay. Good. Well, so do you love the podcast or what? Are you having fun? Oh, I love it. I think Nina's podcast is great because we all love good news. Yeah. We're tired of bad news. Yeah, no, this is good. Well, we're so glad you got to come on today. Oh, well, I was feel honored that you'd want me. Oh. Oh, my word. And Bobby, he's your caregiver. <laughs> he's my intern. Yeah, he's your intern. And my surrogate godson. Oh, yep. Yeah, I yeah. Think, find it fascinating. But I had to go online to learn what podcast was or is. Yeah, but I, taught, I told you, Google it, and you did, and you I learned did. about it. So Yeah, because I don't like people saying I'm doing podcasts and I don't want to have to say what's that right because that's old age and I am not old age okay 
And then your final thing is laugh a lot. I know you like to laugh a I lot, I do right? laugh a lot. People know I'm coming when, when they hear me laughing. Yep. And it makes them laugh. They like it. They love that. And they say, oh, when you go to Florida, we're going to miss your laughter. We're going to miss it so much. Well, say domage. Right. Well, <laughs> it's good. You, you'll be back. You'll be back for more laughs. You'll be back. All right. Well, thanks, Mom, for coming on and being part of the Good News tribe here. Mm. It's so fun to have you on, um, Mary Bradley, our wonderful mom who was born in 1938 and passing on all of her good advice and words of wisdom and all the good vibes that we love from you nuns. I really love having you on here. And I hope I have taught you something in life. Well, I think you've taught me and Tyler a lot and, um, and the, and the grandkids too. They all love you. So we love you so much. Nice. Yeah. We love you mom so much. I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful for you being on today. And I know that all of you listening, that I would never be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can always find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe and rate and review my podcast too. Please keep writing in with your reviews. My reviewer of the week comes from Nancy who writes, I seriously look forward to Tuesdays. I look forward to listening to Nina's podcast and learning something new every time. Thank you for educating all of us on an array of topics. Thank you for always keeping it real and kind. Well, Nancy, that was a very kind message you sent in, and I'm so grateful for you listening. Thank you so much. Remember, the the mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community here in the audio space. So please remember all the words of wisdom from my mom, Mary Bradley. From now, I'm your host, Nina Clark. Please find me across all social media platforms as Nina B for Bradley. And don't forget, Clark has an E at the end. Please follow me on Instagram because as you all know, right now, that's my social channel of choice. Thank you again for listening and let's all keep being awesome.